0: Ready Check Radio What's up internet? It's Thursday at 7pm Eastern and That means here on Twitch.tv slash Ready Check Radio It's time for the final four Final the cough, it totally threw me. <laughs> <The> <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV Square edX Podcast. As always, we're doing the show live. I'm Mike Byrne, your host. If you're watching on YouTube, watching on readycheckradio.com, listening on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, any of those places, and you get a chance, come on over, twitch.tv, and uh, search us out. If you need to know where, readycheckradio.com has all the socials in the upper right-hand corner. While you're there on any platform, give us a like, a subscribe, throw a comment in there. Let us know what you're thinking about on some of the Final Fantasy XIV or Square Enix topics that we'll be discussing today with my illustrious co-hosts. It's easy, it's fast, and it's the cheapest, in fact, freest way to support what we do here. And if you like it, tell a friend. Joining me today, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a.
1: Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greetings, programs. It's been a fabulous week. And I'm very encouraged that you have a direct line to Yoshi P to hash out those Black Mage PvP changes. Yeah, yeah. Let me just get him on the cell phone. Get him yeah, on the he cell saw phone. the last relic grind. He's like, we can't. Um, Mike's disappointing in Black Mage. Let me get with them and get that fixed. Yeah,
0: we're also going to talk about Summoner uh, a little bit when we get to because I'm just totally befuddled by the <laughs> Summoner PvP change. But we'll get to it with Mr. Adam Lane. What's up, Kronos?
2: I think it was more Yoshi P finally played PvP himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean he didn't realize this he, is bad. He does main yeah. the old black mage. Before we get he into anything before we get into anything though, we need the updates. Kronos will start with you. How's Ultimate Prog going?
2: Uh yeah, really good. Um again I'm like super proud of my group. We only raid like seven hours a week, which is by comparison pretty low for like most like hard more hardcore ish groups, I guess. But uh we're on ice. We're on Nidhog eyes, so almost uh, to super Thorfinn.
1: Nice, nice. What about you, nice. Tark? Uh, not so good. We've had so much turnover in our roster that we keep having regression. Uh, but I've seen uh, first Nidhog slash Astinian slash Kyle. I am named Kyle. So,
0: a little bit of prog. So, are you guys like on a like? On a
1: break right now, or have you replenished no. the ranks and you're good to go? No, or? it's just every single day seems to be something comes up. Like we have to replace someone, or a water heater breaks, or uh, someone's 3080 blows up in their computer, and we got to replace them. It's just been never ending. So, good well, times. I mean, it, you might be doing better
0: than Hironobu Sakaguchi. Like you yeah, might, I've you might that. be doing better. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, still continuing his adventure through Eorzea, did tweet out a little picture that he was heading to uh, Dragon Song Reprise Ultimate, and then that was it. That's that was all we heard. Later, we got some tweets on uh, his first clear in the new twenty-four person uh, uh, alliance raid. So I don't think he lasted long. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming like it didn't go well. <laughs> for the, hey, I'm going in here. Ah, yeah, we totally cleared the 24 Alliance raid. (laughs) Totally cleared it, Kronos. (laughs) Didn't come back, didn't say, hey, this is really hard, enjoying it. Like, he said nothing. Nothing.
2: If if, if he stepped foot in there, that means at least he cleared Hesperos.
0: Yeah, that's true. true. uh,
2: I didn't really see that, which is cool. I mean, that's good. Yeah, ultimates are no joke, man. They're no joke. Especially on content. Like, they're hard enough, and then when you do them on content just a little bit harder and yeah so i'm not i'm not surprised i think even the the article kind of undersells it a little bit too they're like oh yeah the you know it typically takes days to kill it takes days to kill if you're like the best players in the world it yeah takes it, months it takes to
0: days to kill as far as a world first race race goes <laughs> yeah. it's it's like world yeah. of warcraft right it's it takes days to kill well yeah for eight guilds across the entire globe uh yeah maybe <laughs> sure i got gotcha. you and even them it took. What it was this this time around? It was just yeah. just Seven hours days. shy of a of a full week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So even then, even then, it was close. It was close. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some more updates from him on that one. Like he's he, he keeps sharing his adventures, which I I just find like absolutely fascinating. Right, just like watching <laughs> Hironobu Sakaguchi go through fourteen, and like he cleared Endwalker what like early this year, back in January, uh, and so he was like his progress has just been like amazing but i mean he's also the father of final fantasy so like if he wants, i would love if he wants some see- time to sit there and play final fantasy he can get it
1: i would love to see his tier list of all the final fantasies <laughs> oh
0: yeah that'd be that'd be a little interesting i don't i, I don't think that would ever happen yeah uh, that would be it would just be like tied for first everyone he was involved in and then tied for second, everyone that he wasn't involved in. <laughs> just and then you can't you can't blame him. You can't be mad, right? You can't be mad at a tier list like that.
1: It's just
0: uh, just two tiers. What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Tark, is it is it still
1: four? Yeah, it's gonna be four. Yeah. That's your I, that's your S tier. Seven remake has the potential, depending on how the second and third parts pan out. But four is currently my favorite. Just it was my first. Such fond memories. You always remember. And when we replayed it here on Ready Check Radio a couple of months back, uh, it was just it was yeah. a Chef's Kiss. It was good. Yeah. It's you
0: always, minus the chip. You minus always re- chip. you always remember your first. You always remember yeah. your first. Uh, Chrono six.
2: No, it's still it's seven. It's still, still
0: seven. seven the original seven though. The original. Yeah, yeah.
2: Seven, I'm, a, I'm an OG fan. Yeah. I have a few in S tier though. I think six belongs up there
0: too. Yeah, I'm like a six and an, and an eleven. Uh, like, like obviously, 14 is my favorite currently at the moment to play, oh, okay. but, like, all time, it's, like, 11 and 6 are right there for me. Uh, Probably 11, edging it out. Speaking of 14, though, we've got a new patch, 6.11 Alpha. Not a lot here, obviously. You know, most of this was what we expected to happen after 6.11, after we got Crystal in Conflict, was... That shit got to be balanced, like that shit has to be (laughs) balanced a bit. Uh, We teased it a little bit uh, earlier, obviously I was feeling like Black Mage was not in a great spot Uh, and if you look at the adjustments for PvP, apparently many including some Square Enix employees agreed with me they by far the Black Mage has the most actual individual adjustments lots of duration increases both for astral fire 2 and umbral ice 2 lots of potency increases like black mage i haven't had a chance to mess with it since 611a chronos but black mage by far was like hey you're not doing so hot let's let's throw a bunch of things down on you here
2: i played it uh, a couple days ago actually it's pretty cracked now yeah uh i think summoners is the worst caster now Funny enough, even though you were mentioning it earlier about like it got buffs too. Because Red, Red Mage is still king to me, at least in, in Crystalline Conflict. It's just too good. Even after, like I think they got another nerf, but it doesn't matter. They're just too hard to kill. Black Mage though, like you can't let them live anymore. It's uh, pretty scary.
0: Yeah, they do become a uh, priority one target. Specifically, their Nightwing buffs really, really uh, make them a, a priority one target, Tark, with half asleep. Uh, now also reducing movement speed by fifty percent. The duration, the duration <laughs> was cut a little bit. To be fair, from four seconds to three seconds, and the sleep uh, duration has also been cut from four to three. But that half movement speed just makes Nightwing pretty damn sick.
1: It's it's annoying as all hell. I don't like Blackbe. Just kill them.
0: So here's here's the thing though. We'll, we'll talk about your classes, like your individual classes, white mages and stuff, and sages and stuff like that in a second. But uh, you mentioned summoner Kronos, and honestly, prior to six one one, summoners have been just like running roughshod all over the joint, just like causing chaos, doing their thing, being annoying, being strong. And now you mentioned that you don't feel that they, you feel that they've been surpassed by some of these changes. But summoner literally just got straight buffs. Yeah, that's it. Like slipstream's yeah. potency is increased. Radiant Aegis's uh damage reduction has been increased, and the barrier potency increased. Mountain buster potency increase. Revelation potency increase. For what was arguably, you know, we've seen squads of just like straight summoners when oh. I queue up, and they're just having they're just having a freaking blast.
2: In in, in front line, they're ridiculous oh they're They're broken everything's
0: been broken in frontline though Um, to be fair since crystalline conflict because yeah they need
2: to fix the paladin exploit honestly that's been that's a big problem i don't know how much i'll play frontline but paladin's being able to cover the target who's capturing a point and you can't do anything about it is really bad um (laughs) so that's been in since they've implemented all these changes and people, as people learn that it's a thing, people, more people just end up doing it. It's bad. Um, but, other than that, yeah, like, summon, Summoner's already, like, crazy good, especially when you stack them in frontline. When, when you get to Crystalline Conflict, it's a bit more map-dependent. I think on the Volcano map, they're very scary. Uh, because you're in these, like, little tight corridors and they can put Slipstream, and now the Slipstream's buffed. It's pretty insane. I think, for me, it's just Red Mage is so, was so dumb that, uh, you were almost like hampering yourself a little bit by playing summoner. Um, and now it's a bit more even. I think you could argue Black Mage or Summoner about even. Uh the last buff though is kinda whatever. No one's playing, no one's summoning Phoenix. It's all Bahamut all the time. Oh yeah. Very, very oh, yeah. rarely do summon Phoenix.
0: Uh Red Mage. Uh really they just had a damage reduction change from twenty percent to ten percent on Cora Core. Uh, So yeah, still a beast Still beast mode yeah. So I'm feeling a little better My black mage got buffs My red mage is still up there I haven't done a ton as red mage yet But I did by far enjoy red mage In Crystalline Conflict Way over black mage I can't wait to try some of these changes Tark, what about uh, some of the classes You've been rolling with Your main and some of your favorites to run in PvP Taking a look at the changes Anything good, anything bad on the board Making you happy or sad?
1: I'm sad that my sage hasn't gotten a buff. It needs it. It's so. What are you talking so about?
0: What are you talking about? Your sage needs a buff. Get the hell out of here.
1: <laughs> I want to be broken. Come on. I haven't had a nerf or a buff this whole time. Jesus. Yeah, you can kind of tell that they the they were like, uh, yeah, our
0: two new classes are pretty dope. Uh, we're gonna leave those yeah. two alone. <laughs> like, like remember the first the first update was like. Chronos uh, was hey we got to bring everything up to par for this was back in PVP like in, in the first uh, couple of weeks after Endwalker and everything mm-hmm. where it was like yeah we're going to bring everything up to Reaper and to Sage because <laughs> everything else is kind of lagging behind and you still see that in 611A here where it's like Reaper and Sage yeah you ain't getting shit you're fine the way you are we're still fixing everybody else <laughs> I-
2: I think there's still a balance problem, but the the hype has died down a little bit. So, but white mage is still ridiculous. I I think my personal thought is that they're just waiting for the next big patch to make sweeping changes because white mage is still insane.
0: Yeah, well, white mage white, got no yeah. no love and no debuffs here either. To to be fair, they don't need it. Yeah, yeah
2: they they if they got any like I mean anything but a nerf, it would have been like polymorph still the best CC. It's ridiculous. They still have like the best lb on the fastest down basically like only black mage is faster and black mage doesn't innately do damage with their lb it's more like a, a self buff so yeah it's uh yeah it's still i think white mage is still a problem
0: well but, they uh, they did tease in the in the patch notes that uh there there are going to be further adjustments made oh, yeah. uh particularly yeah, okay. for action functionality uh in 615
1: so not yeah, yeah, not I, all I, that far away
2: i assume that's when the rank season will reset too but uh, we'll
1: see. Yeah, it's supposed to. Yeah, that the halfway point.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. All in all, I mean, decent changes. Crystalline conflict. So we see do see the first kind of, and we we kind of, we pegged this we peg this early that there there could be problems the way that they were doing ranking up. We see our first change to actual crystalline conflict ranked mode, uh, mm-hmm. in six one one a, and that is that players that are in the crystal tier can now also be matched up with players who are diamond three and have at least one rising star or more. So we start to see, initially they were trying to, you know, the way we read it, we were like, wow, so you're like really segregated in your ranks. There is no bridging from one rank to another, particularly once you got to crystal. Uh, now, eh, okay, these queues might be a little slow. Let's kind of leak in some of the diamond threes that have a rising star or, or, or more, into matches so that our Crystal players queue uh, them up a little bit. I, I honestly think we're going to see more changes to ranked entirely as we go on over the course of like the next six months here.
2: So this is actually the reverse of what you think it is, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I explained it in reverse. Yeah. My bad.
2: So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Crystal people were getting paired with Diamond 5s. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of Diamond 5 players were like, hey, what the hell? I just got into Diamond and now you're pairing me against like this dude who's like 50th ranked. Uh, how am I supposed to win? So they kind of took that away. So now you have to at least be like midway through diamond to get paired up against a crystal. So it's actually like less players. But I agree. I think they're still gonna have to think more along the line of what you're saying. Cause I mean, even me, I'm playing a lot less PvP. But that's just mainly cause it's not cause it's not fun. It's just I'm logging and doing ultimates a lot and doing other stuff. But I still PvP. Um, just not as much as I was when the patch. Came. I th- I think they are gonna have to address it.
0: I think they're gonna have to address a lot of things. Uh a lot of things in the way the entire ranked mode works. Uh and we had these questions, Tark, when we first saw the full patch notes explaining how the ranked modes were gonna work and degradation and cross mm-hmm. uh cross rank play when you hit the borders of, of each of the, the different ranks. Like we had all of these concerns. Um and they weren't addressed or you know, spoken to, I should say. And now we're going to start to, we already see one. I think this is just going to continue to happen over the course of the next six months, because this is the time right now where, how are your cues, boys? How are your cues when you, you pull up? Okay. They're still fine. They're still fine. 30, 45 seconds. Yeah. Uh, They're, They're still fine. So we've still got people doing their thing. Will we a month from now? Will we two months from now? When and obviously new seasons will help, right? They'll help a, an an early influx uh, of players for a few weeks. But once you've gotten the rewards you want, the rank you want, the the armor you want, the you know whatever you're after, is it the mode that's keeping you there, or is the mode just fun enough, Tark, for you to want to go and get the rewards that you really want? Which is your driving motivation to do crystalline conflict? <laughs> the mode being badass. Or, hey, I'm cool with the mode, and I want these prizes. How much am I going to play after I get these prizes? What, what, what is it for you personally? For
1: me personally, it's the prizes. So I've actually left a little bit of my series still, um, and that's going to go all the way through uh, season number two. So I'm interested in people that have completely finished their series, gotten all the rewards, all the, the trophy crystals, and the, the cool glamour, are they going to come back for season two, even though there's no series to work on? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, and I think we'll watch the next six months. Also in the patch notes, players no longer being logged out automatically after 30 minutes of inactivity. Yay. All areas, including the firmament. So no more of the queue login... Timer issue and bouncing people out, and the lottery fix that went in on the sixteenth seems to have done its job. They're happy with things, and the next housing lottery actually queues up tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'll so give it a try. Are you gonna try? <laughs> gonna I'm gonna try, try it? Gonna try. Good yeah, I mean, good luck, man. Good luck. Uh, resolved issues. Really didn't seem to be anything that I I thought
1: was. You know, just uh, some
0: Paladin PvE stuff.
1: I actually noticed that when I was leveling my Paladin.
0: Yeah, it was like, what it the was hell?
2: It was a leveling issue.
1: What was going on?
2: You lose it's- the Wreck buff before your last Holy Spirit, so it's unbuffed.
0: Yeah. Oh. Because, because, when you're, because
2: once you're 80, you get you get confitier there anyways. And mm. they didn't think about that, obviously, when they made the change to how Wreck wouldn't... I think they made the change in 6-1. Or maybe it was like six oh five, whatever.
1: But, it was. Yeah. It was early six oh. I was working on Paladin then. And I was like, "What the hell?" My last Holy Spirit is not getting a potency buff, and it's like it looked like it was an order of operations kind of thing. Eressekut, um, you know, used its last stack to make it instant cast, but then Holy Spirit didn't see the buff to give it its potency.
0: So. Gotcha. Gotcha. All, not all tech issues have been addressed, though, right? So we, we've we got the housing lottery. That's fixed. Well, I mean, they believe it's fixed. We'll see when it kicks off tomorrow <laughs> if there's any prevailing bugs. Uh, we've got the login timer now being removed back to normal so you can stand in your house for 45 minutes and not have to worry about getting bounced off. Uh, 24 hours. How right, 20, Why know. not? You know, whatever you want to do. No more 30 minutes. But the team still continues to get inundated with reports as of 6.1, particularly in Japan, but also elsewhere in the world, that there is huge experience network issues. Packet loss, lag, network loss, things like that. Obviously, we mentioned these in uh, in the context of PvP, uh, Kronos, a few episodes ago and input lag and things like that as far as the the performance when we were in there. But still not quite. Now there is an issue in Japan, very specific to Japan, that may be uh, interfering with this and that's some uh, issues with the internet service providers in Japan, uh, having issues with high congestion of networks and things like that. And Square Enix is reaching out to actual ISPs in Japan to, to try and work things out or help or assist in any way there. But as far as maybe other places in the world, Square really needs your help if you're gonna report these because they aren't seeing these issues on their dev environments. They're, they're, they're just mm. not seeing these issues in their systems. So Yoshi P took to the lodestone and put together a beast of a post for you. If you are one of those that are being impacted by by things like this, they feel that there is a packet loss issue at play here, and they give you like a five-step process on gathering a ton of different information that will help them uh, find this, including running some trace routing on your IP and, and, and stuff like that. I haven't... I mean, the only time I've really noticed any type of performance issue myself was in Crystalline Conflict in those early, like two weeks after the patch had dropped. You guys are, you know, ultimates and stuff like that are instanced. You you generally don't have that type of issue in there. It's eight players and a boss uh, and you're in your own little private instance, Mm. but are you seeing it elsewhere outside of PVP? Are you seeing it in the smaller instance-based content like ultimates? Are you seeing issues with uh, performance?
2: This has been a problem for
0: a long time. If oh, yeah. First, oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. It I, has. I have a
2: very long answer, but if
1: you want to go first. start. Um, I'll just say a short answer. Yes, I have. Not me personally, but two people in my ultimate group are continuously having lag issues. They've reset their router, routers. They've checked with their ISP. Everything seems good, but they continue to have uh, just the rubber banding issues. They'll start somewhere. They'll think they've dodged it, but then their body's dead and they shoot across the room. So it's uh, a little bit frustrating. That's another one of the issues that we're having is lag with two people's Shades uh, of the original landslide.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good times. good times. Good times. And, and there, what's unfortunate too, uh, and Kronos, you're going to speak to, to your experiences too. This is one of those things that there's just so many variables, right? Like mm-hmm. one person like myself, you know, have I ever had lag or rubber banding here and there? Of course I have. Like, of course I have. Do you know, Has it been enough for me to remember a specific example lately in the last six months or, or a year? No, it hasn't. I've been on the fortunate end of the spectrum. But, uh, Kronos, it seems like maybe you haven't.
2: <laughs> so it's it's very, like you said, there's a lot of variables, right? I think it's more noticeable when you play certain classes, I think, or jobs. I think it's more noticeable depending on where you are depending on the server especially like uh eu people that play with na statics stuff like that i think that the ping that square enix says is like oh you could play at this ping this is like playable i think is kind of incorrect personally um like especially like a job like machinist uh, yeah. It's like yeah. if, you, if you play machinist, uh, uh, I mean, al- already good on you because it's, it's a rough time right now. But you say you do, you better live like on the server because <laughs> like it. It also depends on like how much you actually care about like your job performance too. Because some people just don't care, and that's fine. Yeah, because it uh, does
0: like, on on your general player. They're probably right, right? Correct. Like on your yeah, just yeah. average don't, player. On somebody yeah. that's, you know, like, when I'm running things as a black mage and I'm spell clipping and stuff, like, that's yeah. where you're really gonna even, notice this.
2: Yeah, even Paladin too to an extent, where it's like, um, you're you're trying to prog the ultimate, right? You're trying to push damage because, like, damage checks are hard in that fight. Um, and, like, you're missing your second Goring Blade inside your buff. Machinist, you're only getting four hits in your wild charge, or your, your uh, wildfire. Like, that stuff feels really bad. Uh, and that's why you have people using other things to try to get that to a better experience. Um, you, will be you will be banned.
0: You um, will be banned. So,
2: like, don't I think use those I actually, things. I actually think don't those, tell people that, you use those things. <laughs> yeah, just just to like touch on this one because I don't want to get into that. Don't anymore. stream but, like, using I, those things. <laughs> I think those things have caused this issue to come up to be more relevant because I think they realize they have to address it now. Uh, because if, if they're just gonna like also ban people for that, like they need to, like, kind of fix it. And I, I do agree it's more noticeable in PvP when, like, you're fighting with another person and you try to hit your cleanse. And right, well, I mean,
0: because there. at that point, like, you've doubled, in a one-on-one yeah. scenario, right? You have yeah. doubled the packet transfer, right? Yeah. What mm-hmm. I'm sending to the server needs to then go from the server to Tarkoth's screen, and what he does needs to go from his screen to the server and back to my screen. So you've doubled the traffic as opposed to, like, yep. a, a PvE boss fight. <sighs> It's going to be interesting Mm -hmm. to see what they do. I mean, this we're still, unfortunately, on the spine of a lot of version 1.0 stuff. You know, uh, like it or not, A Realm Reborn is just built. It's been improved, absolutely, over the last eight years. But, as we've said before here, that technical debt catches up to you if you don't get rid of it. I mean, we're already talking about a potential graphic engine increase Uh, or uh, upgrade for this game that's eight years old if you look at the 2.0 version. And uh, yeah, we probably should be talking about architecture, mass changes in in original baseline spine architecture, which they have made some, but you gotta appreciate that that is a massive undertaking, Tark. When when you talk about, that is, just switching engines is a huge Mm -hmm. complicated task for any game. To, to pull off much less one as big and as player heavy as as Final Fantasy 14 is
1: I'm actually amazed about this post like I'm like wow that's a lot of info like how many people did he uh get help from to put all this down cuz like even me I'm like wow that's um what <laughs> what some <laughs> that's of the like some... IT support I, yeah, IT I, I look <laughs> at what really do, but that's just because I'm in that. Exactly.
0: Know, so it's yeah.
2: Just, yeah, it's like networking stuff. I was like,
0: yeah, that's all the stuff you'd gather. Yeah. yeah, particularly if you couldn't recreate it, create it. So what's what's the play here? Like, I don't want to. I don't want to compare it to Final Fantasy XI. Right? Those are in two totally different ball games mm-hmm. on why they may or may not get different updates to certain things. But. With the amount of money that the game brings in, and and Takal just kind of jumped ahead of me on the question here, so chat's going in the same direction that, that my brain is, is there a time where you, you know, bite the bullet? Or do you just sit there and wait for Final Fantasy fourteen two? 2? You know, because at some point that has to happen too. Uh, obviously, it may not be called 2 and a
1: sequel and all that stuff, but... Yeah, didn't Yoshi P say Final Fantasy 20? We'll name it Final Fantasy 20 at some point. Well, he, he hates the, the name 14. Point.
0: Yeah, like, he hates the name 14. He's like, at some point, we're going to have to do something about it because it won't make sense. You know, it, He's like, it barely <laughs> makes sense now <laughs> to be called Final Fantasy 14. So, I don't know. Do you sink the money into this, or do you have another team off in the background that is already developing Final Fantasy's next MMO, which... You know, could potentially just be a
1: continuation of the fourteen stuff. I what's what's the play here? I I think with him saying that they've basically got a ten year plan. I think you got to bite the bullet and really lay the foundations to be relevant in ten years. So I mean new
0: engine... but couldn't the ten year plan just be like, hey, we're gonna retire this in, in four years and push it to this that would new be version. Nice to know. Like- <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, on the uh He didn't say you the, were gonna like the ten year pack, plan. Be like, Hey
1: hey, by the way, on this is the eleventh expansion pack, this is it. After this it's Final Fantasy twenty or whatever. That would be, you know, nice to know at an expansion ahead, but um I, I think if you got ten years, I, I think you need to make it relevant in these next ten years then. And then you go from there. Gronos?
2: See, here's here's why I'm like arguing with myself too to a point because I'd love to see this get fixed because I think it affects people that are like I think it affects more raiders in the PvE sense, but PvP if they want PvP to truly be like really, really good, they gotta fix it. But my my gut tells me they're not. <laughs> I I think that it's great that they're acknowledging it. Uh, I think this would be a shit ton of (laughs) work.
0: Oh, no (laughs) doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Uh,
2: Because this would change the server tick thing as we know it, right? Like, everybody knows if you play Final Fantasy for a good amount of time, people typically know what the server tick is, even if they, like, use it in the wrong context or whatever, but that's just how the game functions. And this would change that, which would change so much just about how the game works, which, I mean, engine change is probably pretty accurate. I mean, that's, that's a lot. I I don't think that it would. They need to do this to keep their game relevant, though. Like, I think the game's very relevant right now, and I think you could sweep this under the rug, and most people probably wouldn't care. Yeah. Um. So, I'm glad they're acknowledging it. I think at least they're being like, "Hey, you know, we see the problem that you're seeing. Uh, we're going to try to do some stuff. Maybe make." it a bit more responsive but i don't foresee them changing the entire architecture i think we're going to still be on the server tick i think you're going to see like more like decreased animation type stuff to to deal with that and more stuff on the charges like the 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 in, the addition of the charges to moves is their way to mitigate this right like that's why you see like blood weapons on stacks and inner releases on stacks and delirium is on stacks so i think eventually you're just going to see like machinist is going to have stacks Fight or flight's going to have stack it's just going to that i think that's going to be the change you see as opposed to like
0: the server tick. yeah well <sighs> we shall see we shall see hey you can play 14 on your steam deck now well kind of kind of remember there was an update back in March that basically borked the game to, uh, the, an update to the launcher I should say that kind of borked the game on your steam deck Uh, if you wanted to play it on there now Valve is saying that is fixed Proton 7.0.2 uh, should fix the issue that's still in final testing so it's not technically fixed but yeah so I still have not gotten the email on my steam deck
1: oh sad panda
0: <sighs> still have not gotten it makes me sad
1: I don't think I would. just wants to lay in bed and do gathering from there.
0: No, I don't think I'd play fourteen on it actually. Like would you? Would you play fourteen on the go? We just talked about its performance issues. I can't imagine what they would be like uh, on the go. I
1: wouldn't would raid on it.
2: <laughs> would I? I would I would definitely do it. Would it be enjoyable? Probably not. But I definitely would do it if I had one. I would probably be like doing what Tark said I'd be gathering probably like downstairs or something.
0: Yeah, I just do that on my consoles. You know, that's that's the only reason I keep the software updated on all the platforms. Check these out, guys. Eorzea Cafe. Which is already cool. Which is already cool, right? The Eorzea Cafe is pretty badass. Uh so the cafe in uh Kyoto and Nagoya, they're gonna have capsule hotels for a little while. Um, so the uh, Eorzea cafe, the Kyoto location is gonna have six Nagoya will have 12, uh, and they will be running for certain dates from uh, June 15th through August 31st. Reservations begin on June 1st. What you're looking at here is the um, uh, Yomor-inspired room. Look at all the art and stuff. So, like, all of these rooms will always be, like, themed and have art and characters and and stuff. So you've kind of got you more there on the right hand side the aether aetherite crystal then we've got uh the other side of the room here whoops is this it yeah that's it where we see the more like there's Hine. it looks like it's Hine over there on the, the far left doesn't it um yeah, that- so it's very all the stormblood stuff as well i mean these look so cool these look there's gonna be a fortune right
1: like yeah. they are not gonna be cheap they are not gonna be cheap at all we need how... we need a find an official like 30-story Final Fantasy hotel in Las Vegas <laughs> and each floor is one of the games you know one two three and then you know what floor you know what theme you're kind of getting that'd be dope never so the <laughs> Kyoto location
0: the Kyoto location has two themes. They have Final Fantasy XIV, Stormblood, and the Garlean Empire. And then the Nagoya location will have the Crystarium, Yulmore, Ilmeg, Amarong, uh, the Raktika Greatwood, and the Tempest. So tons of themes, different collages around both of those themes, characters, artwork, uh, that type of stuff. Those who stay at one of the capsule hotels during the collaboration period will also be given a special keychain. Uh, I just want the damn keychain now. I just, that's just, <laughs> that like, I don't need head to go to, your, to the, just give me the damn on keychain. Over. Right, yeah, well, let me just head on over, you know, and while I'm there, pick up an $11,000 Final Fantasy VI statue while I'm there. <laughs> Chronos already, already shaking his head.
2: My Fobo's a problem. You're just like, let me go stay at that hotel for a keychain.
0: I don't want to stay at the hotel. Just give me the keychain. Just somebody girl, go stay girl. at the hotel. And mail me the keychain. Uh,
2: this is why $300 statues have orchestration rolls. Yeah, the Thoverisk
0: room. is right, by the way. like th- It's going to end up being expensive, which does defeat yeah. the point of a a, a a capsule hotel room. Like, it yeah. totally defeats I, the point.
2: I actually don't even think it looks comfortable to me, but that might be like a cultural thing. I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, I, I don't even know if I'd want it, it, It's a cool idea. But uh I'd I need st- more room than that. And I'm a small guy and I need more I
0: feel like I need more room than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we leave 14, because we are going to cross into some other Square Enix stuff, do want to talk about Yoshi P. He's been doing a ton of interviews like in and around Final Fantasy XI uh for the We Are Vienna DL site and, and all that type of stuff. Uh but so he did share a story that I thought was kind of kind of fun this week where like the first project he ever worked at for Square uh, got canceled. <laughs> so <laughs> he womp was like, womp. womp, womp, So like he was an NX guy. And then during the buyout, they reviewed the, the project he was working on that was going to be PC. And then they said, n- Square was like, no, we want it for the PS2. And so they changed it and started to rework it for the PlayStation 2. And then all of a sudden, like Square started putting a bunch of different demands on the project and it ended up getting canceled. So I just thought it was a cute story. Cute story. Yeah
2: sounds very
0: square you know oh definitely right yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, absolutely absolutely. could you imagine hey we're dev- designing this for the pc and they're like x years or months into development and they're like oh do it for the ps2 and you're like what wait you have you, you seen just, have you seen you the memory like available that. on that <laughs> like uh we're making we were making this for pc friendos that's gonna be a little <laughs> tough Moving on though, it is the thirty fifth anniversary of Final Fantasy, so we have the reveal of the logo. What do you think, Tark? Pretty awesome. It's a logo. You dig the, the warrior yeah. of light, the horny warrior of light. Horny <laughs> warrior of light. He's he's the he's the first. He's the mainstay. That and uh, the crystal. Yep, yep. I, I do like it. Very Amano, very... We also have another anniversary we're going to talk about in a second. You know, we've got the 35th for Final Fantasy as a franchise, so we're probably going to be seeing a, a bunch of announcements throughout the year. Uh, we are expected, and I thought maybe we would see it before the show, but we didn't. We are expecting to also see Final Fantasy Nine animated series news this week as well, to have it revealed now, the thought was that we would see it at the licensing expo. That is technically still running, though. So that mm-hmm. could happen, like, in the next 12 to 18 hours. We could get information on it. Or, hell, I mean, it could happen while we're recording this right now, in which case there's news. Uh, <laughs> go look it up. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. I still... I, I, while I love Final Fantasy getting into anything that puts it in front of more eyes... Right, you know, more mm-hmm. people liking your game is good for your game. Whether or not you agree on how good the game is or features are doesn't really matter. Um, but I still don't know about this one, gents. I still don't yeah. know about. It. I mean, it's gonna. It's they already said it's gonna skew towards a younger audience, like that eight to thirteen crowd. And I just feel like you probably could have picked a better Final Fantasy to go after that crowd with. Cause if you even remotely come near the storyline of Final Fantasy Nine, it's dark as fuck. It's dark. It is a dark storyline. I think
2: nine works personally. I mean I don't nine, know. I mean,
0: nine works aesthetically.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think and I think that I don't know. I think that matters more because you can have a cartoon. It, it, like it'll aesthetically appeal to children and you can still have like some adult themes that maybe will go over a child's head. And that's kind of what I see. Maybe that's not what really? happens at all.
0: Really, like a clone hey, man, look, realizing I, I, their mortality and that they I eventually up, will die. You,
2: did you watch the Batman animated series that came out in like I did? 1992? Yeah. I did. Okay, that was marketed toward children.
0: Yeah, absolutely right? loved it. That was, good. It. That was a good there is some
2: wild <laughs> stuff in that. That uh-huh. when I go back and watch as an adult today, I'm like, man, how 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 did they get away with that? And of course, today you would not. But like, I still think you get away with a little bit. But you know, I I think not. I mean, the main character has a tail, man. Like, it it works. Steiner already looks like a cartoon character.
0: He does. I mean, he's definitely going to be the comic relief here. Poor Steiner. Like, if his character wasn't already boned enough, it's gonna, it's gonna (laughs) be even worse. Stark.
1: Plus, it's also
0: like, is if you. Obviously we're getting a lot of Final Fantasy VII stuff right now. Right Target, it is like the yeah. renaissance of Final Fantasy VII with the part 1 of the remake and then we're going to get some ev- the the Ever Crisis stuff and then we got the Battle Royale on the mobile and they and we're getting a lot and a lot of Final Fantasy TCG cards right now and starter decks are skewing to to cate- to categorize category 7. Uh, that's right, but they're skewing to Final Fantasy 7. For the the marketing blitz. I totally get that. But, like, if I said, hey, 1 through 15, TARC, animated series, 8 episodes, what game (sighs) do you make it based on? I don't know if 9 even cracks my top 3. Particularly if I give you the caveat of targeting 8 to uh, 13-year-olds.
1: Well, which ones would you do? Maybe uh, I, 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 think I think 5. I
0: think 5 is I think you do 5. 5, I, five, five is in five? my top 3. I think okay, probably maybe I four. Think, I think 10 could be worked to do it too. 4 could work. I wouldn't do 6. Yeah, you know, 4 is already kind of like a cartoon, right? It's a generic redemption arc.
1: Yeah. Not to say uh, it was not to
0: say it's bad, but the, it, it is a, just a generic redemption arc. Bad King Guy says no to bad king. Goes and becomes evil sorcerer, rainbow haired paladin, and beats Princess beats gets bad kidnapped. guy. Yeah, I mean, yep. they, like it all. It, four has all of that stuff too. Yeah, I, be I know. Four, 20, five, six, or 20, ten. Seven, four, five, and
1: ten.
0: Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I think I don't think you do seven because you've already done like Advent yeah. Children and you, like you you, you've ten, already done all that stuff. You
2: think Ted's more geared toward kids than nine?
0: No, but I think it can. I think it could be geared towards kids more without sacrificing a, a ton mm. of stuff that the older audience is going to like about those or want to see in those characters.
2: Yeah, I don't. I think ten is one of the
0: more mature ones. Right? I mean, nine. They talk about suicide in nine. <laughs>
2: I mean, you could just, like, not talk about that, but ten, the character's
0: <laughs> dead the whole time. Yeah, the character's yeah, dead. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, co- that's true, too. 12 is, yeah, 12 with Sky Pirates. That is, like, that. that is an adventure series waiting to happen.
2: I think 12 is more of a divisive title, though.
0: Nine, yeah, yeah, zero, yeah. we yeah.
2: well-liked.
0: Well, what's, I wonder what's, you're what's doing funny nine. is it, do you guys remember? It wasn't. Like, it. it wasn't. It has grown to be more well-liked it wasn't I mean, 12, when it initially come came up. up
2: too i think the re-release of 12 helped 12s like 12 a lot in, in the fans eyes but i think 12 still more like middle-ish yeah. but yeah you're right not nine, nine took some time but i feel like nine's. some people really really i don't know it, yeah it's torchwick's it's a favorite fan. Yeah,
0: it's torchwick's favorite final fantasy nine anyway well let us know in the comments which get which <laughs> no, final fantasy th- game hey you could even take a spin-off right I don't think you do that for marketing reasons, right? You do want some recognition here because you want it to be an advertisement too. But if you want to take a spin-off, which one do you make an animated series targeting 8 to 13-year-olds? Let us know in the comments below. Uh, I I filed this under say a lot without saying anything at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was really disappointed with this. Guys, I, I mean, I made the, the show title have to do something last week with final fantasy 11's disappointing anniversary and you know we waited the 10th came nope the 16th the magic date the actual date came nope no big announcements on final fantasy 11 then we saw that there was going to be a reddit ama and we were like okay cool Let's see what we get out of this because we knew what the like the big key questions were going to be. Like, what was the big surprise <laughs> that you've been teasing for two damn years? Like, are you ever going to do this? Are you ever going to do that? Uh, and while I appreciate, I absolutely appreciate uh, an AMA being done by uh, producer Ashihiko Matsui and director Yoji Fujito, uh, it didn't say anything. The best that I could hope for I guess kind of happened and that's where they somebody obviously asked about a bundle subscription between final fantasy 11 and final fantasy 14 uh you know a couple extra bucks a month you get access to both games and that's what i've always said look that's like the best i'm hoping for out of this surprise announcement is is that at this point like my hopes are just so dashed and tempered that that was the best i was hoping for they did pick that to answer, and they just said, "We would like to consider this for the future." Oh, so it's not off the table, but they, you like, know, they're not ready to like reveal anything about it. We would like to consider this for the future. Some other notable questions, right? Were can you ever get this damn thing off the spine of Play Online? <laughs> uh, the answer to that was no is it is it is it going to get like we're already talking somebody said hey we're already talking about a graphic increase engine increase in 14 what about 11 and they were like you know we'd yeah. love we'd love to uh <laughs> but we'll have to examine funding uh on that and unfortunately that is what they said an awful lot like here's Somebody, if if you're currently no plans, would you please consider requesting a bigger budget and dedicated engineers to replace the PS2 dev kits by creating new systems in a modern development environment for the game and then migrate all existing data and assets? And they said, we would if we could, but considering how the game would need to be decoupled from play online, as well as all the data format and development tools overall, this would be no easy feat. Uh yeah, we don't have any concrete plans right now. Uh this is talking about a single player version, another big question. We don't have any plans for that right now. Most of all, I'm worried that a Vanadel without other players would be bland, like a beer that has lost its carbonation. Uh there were some great in-game questions. I'm not really gonna go through those because this, you know, you have to be a Final Fantasy XI player or fan to appreciate. Things like asking if uh, Tavnazia was ever going to be added as a playable zone and stuff like that. But there are some of those good questions in there if you're just interested in content. But every single like system-related thing was like, we get reports on that, we'll investigate, and if it continues, we'll try to fix it. But it, it was literally like, how to say nothing by saying a lot, uh, on, in my opinion, Tark.
1: Yeah, I just... They haven't really done anything with it. They've teased big reveals, and just Eleven's like, okay, it's, it's had its time. I don't think it's going to get any more of a budget. I don't think they're going to be able to really do anything with it, so I don't say a lot to say nothing. I mean, they it's, did say yeah.
0: <laughs> before the interview, they did say that the game's not going anywhere anytime soon. Like, it's the don't expect it to close down. <clears throat> it's not going away. And fine. Like, if it yeah. costs them almost nothing to run it and they're still making money off of it, then yeah, that makes sense why it would never go away. But eventually, that can't continue, right? That has to stop at some point. Uh Things either are going to break and they won't be able to fix them, uh or... You, waning interest; the years tick by. Uh, I don't think you have a bigger strike point for something like this, Kronos, than your twentieth anniversary. Like, yeah, t- you know, th- I think your you, your shot came and went, and I feel like they're they're not doing anything with it besides some great fan service stuff. I can't argue. We are Vanna D L has so much in it. You could spend days on that site looking at art reading interviews and it's fantastic i'm not bitching about that i'm talking about the game itself
2: yeah i guess like from outside looking in i mean this game's what i mean you what is it these are the 20th anniversary right yeah like 20 i mean and it's a it's a ps2 game i mean it's it's i'm amazed that it's still going personally I know it has a, a following, and I know people really like it. And I'm sure... I is request
1: still going for crying out loud. I'm sure,
2: I'm sure it is. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm sure, like, there's a, there's obviously enough subs to keep the lights on. I think that's probably what's happening. Because um, I think if they really wanted more people to play the game and they gave a crap, you, it, if it was free to play, I think a lot more people would play it. But I don't think they're ever going to do that. We're talking about Square Enix, so... I honestly but, feel
0: like at some point, Vanadiel gets pulled into 14's canon. At some it point, it might. It's mm.
2: possible, but does that really like appease? Oh no, players? no, no!
0: It doesn't. It doesn't. But I feel yeah. like the, that's kind of where because it would, be, and I'm sure Yoshi P kind of feels the same. On hey, it'd be a shame to lose all that store and Lori uh, and, and Lauren and stuff. They didn't say no to that. Uh, they said that it wasn't in the plans right now, so they didn't say right. no. Yeah. Uh, they want. Yeah, and they could like, do whatever they want whenever they want. I mean, we've already seen the crossover events, right? Like yeah. Shantoto coming and Thoris bringing that this. up.
1: Um, quests, yeah.
0: But you know, maybe they they and I'm again I'm not talking about pulling it into the game. I said pull it into the canon. Pull it into the canon.
2: Oh you you're saying like it would like it just takes place in the same like they get one of the
0: shards. Right. Or one of the shards represents it or something like that. You know, I'm not talking about they implement it into the game to call it, if that's where you th- you thought no? Would, I said pull it into the canon.
2: Would eleven fans be mad at that though? Because then you have to mm. like canonize it for fourteen, right? Because if it's a shard, right, that already like has implications. Yeah. If I mean, if you do
0: it that way, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah there's yeah. there's all kinds of considerations, but I just yeah. feel like the the stories were so good, man. It'd be very disappointing to just see them disappear. I, I don't know though. Like, what do you? You got to do something with it, right? I, I just, I'm starting to feel like now, like, the big announcement was going to be the mobile version, and then they ended up having to cancel it. Yeah. No, I'm I, not talking about the same universe, either. It, it can be, you can be pulled into the canon.
2: I, I hope, I hope it's good things for y'all, but I, my gut tells me, like, this is, uh...
0: It's It would be more emotional for me to see it shut down yeah. than no, actually, I, I, like, I, I oh totally my good. god, what am I going to play? Yeah. You know, it's like... Yeah. I, jump, like in yeah. life, right? yeah. I like, jump in there yeah. Yeah, I jump in there for a couple of weeks every few months, you know. It's not any anything I'm huge into playing. Hey, at one point Final Fantasy 15 was going to be made by uh the um Idos Montreal, the team behind Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you know that? No clue about that. It's weird. Very interesting. kind of see
2: some similarity, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Both. So former Eidos Montreal art director Jonathan Jacques Belletête was talking to True Achievements, and he said, Eidos Montreal brought back Deus Ex. I was the art director on that, Deus Ex Human Revolution. Then I was the executive art director on Mankind Divided. Then we tried to do Final Fantasy XV. Then Square Enix decided to bring XV back to Japan, which I think was a big mistake, but it's still the truth. Ours was really, really cool now that part's pretty easy to say <laughs> like, it's really easy to say hey our version for 15 was really really cool and i think square made a mistake uh and then not offer any details which is exactly what happened he <laughs> did not go into their vision for what 15 would have looked like at all it was just very dark trust me trust me it would have been it's amazing like, it would have been amazing. it's like when
1: any time uh a movie actor is on the press junket and they're like oh this is our movie's the best it's the greatest story ever it's like okay yeah you have to say that that's you can't say yeah we were trying fun 15 it was garbage you know oh I'm glad they took it back No, you you hype up what you you're creating for future projects and now and now that they're cut from <laughs> from square it's like they can sound they're not gonna fire me or anything you know something with someone else uh, right exactly dude it would have been the best As,
0: it would have been the bet it was amazing, Kronos. Just take my word for it. It was amazing.
1: Awesome. A Final Fantasy though, real quick, being a proper Final Fantasy being done outside of Square Proper. That's never happened though, right? Would that well, have been the first?
2: They I remember okay, wa- so I remember that they did start fifty like with 15 with like 15 with through sub development. Hell. And there oh, was yeah. a point where oh, yeah. it was, it
1: that was whole... being worked
2: on by another developer. Same with seven remake. We don't yep. know who it was. That's true. Seven remake had a couple different Outsource stuff and before square brought it back in so i mean yeah i don't know you can see some similarities though like if you play hey like, if you played both games like i mean i could see it i i wouldn't be surprised if they just took a lot of stuff they did in their version and just turned it into guardians because that game came out of nowhere man <laughs> yeah it, like, did. <laughs> it was like no one knew what it was and then they all of a sudden it's like here's 30 minute trailers yolo like,
0: launch <laughs> Uh, another rumor we got is that Forspoken might be looking at another delay, gentlemen. Just dumb. Was supposed to release in May, was delayed till October, and now the rumor is we could see yet another delay to Forspoken. This one coming from uh, in Game Industry Insider Nick Baker. But the reason for behind this delay might not be what you think might not be that the game needs more time or needs more testing or polish or whatever. Square Enix is rumored that they may end up looking into delaying for spoken once again if it can find a way to release Final Fantasy 16 in this calendar year as in in the next 6 months. Now we don't have a launch window for 16 right now at all. In fact, we're going to be getting a trailer soon Probably the week of the summer games show, uh, the second week of June. So we'll be on the lookout for that. We know it's ready. We know Yoshi P has said the game is just about finished. Um, so if Square Enix can find a way to release it, the rumor is, if you can get it out this year, we delay Forspoken in favor of Final Fantasy sixteen. Now, obviously, gents, I think it makes total sense to get these two titles away from each other. Which regardless of whichever one you release Agreed. first, you have to get Forspoken away from Final Fantasy 16. You have to. I I don't think if these launch too close, Forspoken's just going to get shot in the head. Like it's it's going to mm. it's going to hurt. So I yeah. already agree that you do have to space these two out. And let's say what do you guys think? A good space out is a uh, five months end of november four months no, six would... months but i'm talking about between the two games
1: i think it's early october for folks broken i think you could leave it there and do end of november and then you still get that christmas holiday rush you think, on it you you, think but, but are
2: you saying one month but what
0: i'm at games? yeah what i'm asking is yeah. one month one month six weeks between those two titles is that enough of a gap
1: Maybe, yeah. maybe you think it is. I'll, I'll be done with First Spoken by then. I'll be done with First by then and then pick up 16. I think you need I to go at least like three, if not yeah, more.
2: I think four is the minimum. First.
0: Yeah, I think I think like, you want to get those away.
2: I'll tell you right now, if these came out on the same day, obviously, I would not buy this game. <laughs> not, not a chance. If I had to
1: pick, I would pick 16 over spoke, um, for Spoken.
2: And I'll, I'll also be like the square has been really weird lately about showing us stuff to be honest and and the hype for me for this game is slowly keeps dying down it's not babylon's fall let me just get that out the way it's definitely not that mm-hmm. but like like i'm still interested in this game but my interest is like waning and i think if it gets delayed again it'll wane even more and if it did come out at the same time i probably would just like not play this game for months personally i mean that's and and But I'm a Final Fantasy fan first than a
0: Square fan. Right, so I I have to appreciate, and I think we all have to appreciate, that if you are on this show or you are watching this show, you are probably more of a Square Enix or a Final Fantasy fan person than than your average person. Uh, And if you have the income to be able to do so, you probably look and say, well, I'm going to buy both. It doesn't matter to me when the hell they come out, right? Uh, Yes, there is a segment of that population. Uh, we fit in that population, most of us. you know I would I'm gonna buy both of these if they did come out the same day. Means forspoken's probably gonna sit on my shelf for a while yeah. but but I would you know Tark I'm, I'm with you. you. put them out the same day, fine. but that's a very privileged position to be in. and that's not the general position of somebody that buys a 60 70 video game and then maybe doesn't buy another one for two or three months just because that's the thing they bought. They're gonna sit there and enjoy it. They're not going to spend extra money right now. That's why I go with, you got to put a couple of months. So here's the thing. I don't have any problem with getting these two titles away from each other. That makes sense to me. I don't even necessarily have a problem saying, hey, if Final Fantasy 16 is ready, we lead with that. You know, like that just makes sense to me from a business sense. If it's ready and we want to space these guys out, I don't want Forspoken coming in October and then I'm basically launching Final Fantasy 16 in January or February and I've missed the holiday season. I'd rather have 16 go into the holiday season and let's have Forspoken pick up to the Q1 sales. That totally makes sense to me. What I'm worried about is that this is a smokescreen. Kronos, to kind of what you were getting on, I'm worried that this might be a smokescreen for we have to delay Forspoken again. <laughs> it's not ready. It needs more testing. It's a feeler, it's a feeler it's thing a out there. It's a feeler. But if we say, hey, we're delaying it because we want to give you 16 first, then you don't necessarily question the quality of the Forspoken product. And maybe that's total bullshit and I'm speculating, but I do have a concern that that could potentially be the case. Yeah,
2: I, I think... It could be. I I think it does still hurt for spoken in that instance though too because I I think if you're I don't know because like but I think most people that are like square fans again or Final fantasy fans I think that's like a big encompassing part of their oh yeah fan and remember base.
0: sixteen doesn't have a release date so you don't so, you're not obliged to do anything right now there is no I, delaying sixteen because we don't have a date for it.
2: Well, there's also like if you're not playing, if you're not a Final Fantasy 14 player, like what Final Fantasy stuff are you playing right now? So like if you're like a Square Enix but more of a Final Fantasy fan, you might right. be looking forward to this. But let's say Final Fantasy now comes out in October and then this gets pushed to January, I feel like a lot of those people end up not buying this game because they're, well, they- they're satisfied now because oh I got my 16, I'm gonna play that three times or however many times. And then this just sits on the shelf. I, that's what I worry about. Because honestly, that's where my mind is.
0: Full disclosure again, this is a rumor. This is a rumor. Right. We are speculating over a rumor. It is not anything that's confirmed or anything <laughs> like that yet. So. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, yeah. I mean, you mentioned Babylon's Fall. Did you see? I didn't put it in the show notes, but I guess I'll, I'll throw it in here if you guys didn't see it. Uh, Babylon's Fall is extending their next season for 3 months while they reevaluate right. their future road <laughs> their future roadmap. For
2: their it has a player. roadmap.
0: That's
1: that, that's crazy.
2: Yeah. Dude, they had a concurrent one player at one point. That's got to feel real bad. Oof.
1: And it was a developer. Yep. Yep.
0: Um also on the way, we talked about the 35th anniversary of Final Fantasy. We talked about the 20th anniversary of Final Fantasy 11. We also have the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy 7. We are slated to be getting some Final Fantasy VII news next month. Uh, Square Enix recently suggested it would release new games this year with a Final Fantasy XVI trailer uh, and information on the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII next month. Now, to be clear, that's according to director Tetsuya Nomura, who shared the news during a Japanese live stream. And that live stream was actually focused on Final Fantasy VII, the first Soldier Battle Royale game. Mm-hmm. He did not say Final Fantasy VII Remake. Correct. We would be getting news there. Uh, and I don't understand what it... Okay, so you... Okay, I I just saw your addition to the show notes, which already is, is what I'm already covering here. Uh, okay, so... It's not necessarily 7 Remake. I can read the article that I put there. <laughs> uh, but maybe? Maybe?
1: I mean, it'd be nice.
0: It'd be nice.
1: Tark, you seem dubious. Yeah. It, my I'm like 90% sure they're going to talk more about Ever Crisis, which according to Cyber Agents Financials that they released, that they have this scheduled and slated for the end of their fiscal year, which ends at the end of September. So if we're talking June, that means three months. They got to get some information out on this mobile game um, and what it's going to look like, what it's going to be. Um, it's one of their key mobile pieces. Um, they're, that and uh, First Soldier. I, I think that's what this is going to be mostly about.
0: Stay tuned. Of course, we will bring all of the revealed information on to the show. Let's head over to Love It or Leave It Love it or leave it is the way we end every episode of the Relic Grind here. It's where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game, could be a feature, a press release, something they've done, something they've said, uh, or anything I want. Uh, and you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, or leave it. Now, I'm going to ask you, gentlemen, are you loving a Forspoken Delay in favor of Final Fantasy sixteen? or does this not feel right and you want to leave it? Kronos, we'll start with you.
2: Yeah, so I kind of said it before but I'm like I get I'm a Final Fantasy fan first so even if it like makes me lose interest in Forspoken I will always take the Final Fantasy sooner so I'm gonna say love it because (laughs) theoretically it allows me to play 16 sooner than it would otherwise
0: so yeah I have a hard time going against you there I I love it just for the greedy uh, selfish reasons of wanting to play 16 uh, but there is also that like question mark in my head, like, is 16 truly ready? Like, don't rush it out the door because you'd rather it sell for the holidays than for Spoken. Uh, if it's ready, cool. I
1: love it. I love it. If it's ready. Tark? Uh, I'm going to leave it because this would be the third delay. We're getting close to cyberpunk levels of delay here. Like because uh, originally it was supposed to be February of this year and then they got pushed to May and that was a good call because of Elden Ring.
0: Well, wait, 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 wait. And then we pushed wait, back because it wait. No, more it wasn't delayed from February to May. That was the yes. rumored release was going to be a January, February. That wasn't a date they mm. gave. That was not a date Square gave. They, I'm they pretty had... sure one of their initial trailers was no. like February or January
1: 2022. We shall see. We shall see. So two love it and Anyways. one leave it. We'll yeah. be back next week. I want week. to play this game. I'm excited for for spoken. I gotta
0: I gotta be honest. I'm with Kronos. Like the longer this goes, the less I'm interested I'm, in it.
2: I'm just being honest, man. I, I feel yeah, the same I way. Like I'm still gonna play
0: <laughs> yeah, it. I do. I'm still gonna play it, but I am like losing interest in it as we go on. Um we'll see. We'll see. Gents, good show. Good show. We'll be back next Thursday, of course, 7 p.m. Eastern, with another episode of The Relic Grind. Don't miss Gaming Gumbo on Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern, where we wrap up the week of gaming. Of course, we have the Always Online podcast over on mmobomb.com tomorrow. That's twitch.tv slash mmobomb at 1 p.m. Eastern, where we talk about all things multiplayer. And we've got a great segment tomorrow on News of the Stupid. There are a ton of games doing really stupid things this week that we've reported about, so we'll talk about it all there. Until next time, Kronos, where can everybody find you?
2: Yeah, same as always, Twitter. Um, probably going to be tweeting about the Obi-Wan show that comes out tomorrow and maybe oh, our yeah.
1: oh yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Tark! Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkoth Gaming. Come hang out and watch me wipe many times on the Ultimate Rating.
0: I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O on Twitter. And you'll know every time we go live with a podcast or one of our volunteer streamers. Until next time, gang, stay safe. And we'll see you on the servers later.
1: I am named Kyle.